Welcome to Season 1, Episode 39 of Digital Dissection, a nerd podcast where we take a closer and possibly unnecessary look at some of our favorite properties. Today, we visit the Netflix anime adaptation of Castlevania. Series spoilers are ahead, so you've been warned. But before we take out our whips, holy water, magical swords, and place blame on one of us for breaking the castle, we are Chelsea, Joe, and Mark. Three friends are trying to end Dracula's reign of terror and bringing our love for our favorite properties to your ears. If somehow you forgot how to find the Belmont Keep and ended up here instead, why not try looking for us on all major podcast platforms by typing in Digital Dissection, a nerd podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our blog, where we write stuff. And if you like this show, leave us a review. Tell us what you think by emailing digitaldissectionpodcast at gmail.com. Night. I was really lazy today and I didn't like do a uh I usually like involve a blow dryer in this production, but today I'm just like I'm messing it up and I'm going to work and just shave it. Just shave it, man. I, I could, but like now I have a reputation at work because like I had like a like a messy look going on. And then with my um I don't know what kind of like a jacket I have. It's it's a nice like just wool lined jacket. It's got a wool um wool collar and then i was wearing my sunglasses out for recess studio today and one of my 11th graders came to me and she's like mr v you look like the stereotypical dad that shows up only on the weekends or for like five minutes in a rom-com and then you never see him again oh no they're like oh so i'm the deadbeat dad she's like yeah pretty much i'm like oh okay and then uh, i went to play foursquare with him and i cut in line in front of one of the kids he's like mr v it's my turn like it is my weekend with you and i'm gonna be here Nice. And then I played, and then everyone laughed, nice. and we went inside. It was a good time. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, on the most awkward introduction ever um, to the show, um, yeah, talking Castlevania this week. This is probably one of the most, one of the more recent covers we've done, as in, like, this show just wrapped up a little while ago and we're covering it as opposed to this show wrapped up years ago and we're talking about it today. Yeah, I would say uh, it's it's kind of up there with when we covered the Justice League Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we tend to not dial that far back. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or we we don't we don't cut too we, close to the to the present. Yeah, day. that's yeah. that's what we're looking for. We do dial fairly far back because I believe one time we dialed all the way back to what, like five thousand years ago, I think. Yeah, yeah, we did. We went like, uh, what was it like ancient like ancient India? The Mahabharata. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, well, although our what we're talking about today, that story does take place in the fifteenth century, so that is old. Yeah, and speaking yeah. of old, mm-hmm. that's how I feel looking back to my my first interactions with with Castlevania because it wasn't yep. as a TV show; it was as a Nintendo Entertainment or Entertainment System game. Absolutely, uh, I actually, yeah. I, I wasn't actually like doing anything as a person yet in 1987, but I was there. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep, you were around. You yeah. you you did things because your parents brought you there. 
and therefore it's an experience. (laughs) (laughs) We want him to have the experience they're bringing him with, despite the fact he'll remember none of it. But that's uh, that's Castlevania because it came out in 87. And how far did we actually get with these games? (laughs) <laughs> like how how far into the castlevania series did it did we play well i don't know if this was because of like my parents being afraid of witchcraft wizardry mm-hmm. you know uh the the standard like horror icons mm-hmm. but we didn't actually have castlevania uh my my friends had castlevania there we go but we were like doing, you know, like, uh, te- you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yep. um, you know, the Ghostbusters games, mm-hmm. um, you know, the uh, Donkey Kong Jr., you know, all the all that stuff. We were, we were playing all of the, the games that for the time were flagship, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Castlevania, I think, was just a little too, quote unquote, violent, I think, for my parents and a little too, I don't know, a little too adult. I'm not sure. Yeah, how to say it. a little bit. I mean, like you said, there's there's witchcraft. There there are demons. There are monsters abound, yeah. and your dude is carrying around a whip, and you don't know if that's for self defense or because someone calls him daddy. Yeah, and this is way before Rihanna, so it's not like we had you know a whole lot of folks talking about chains and whips and no. whether or not they excite the person or not. We so. didn't. We assumed it was either because you owned cattle or you got kinky. Yeah. But that was that was Simon Belmont in that first game. And like I know this is a game definitely I also was another one I did that did not own, probably for the same reasons uh as your as your parents laid out. But yeah, like I borrowed it from friends, didn't get far, never got to Dracula. I can, I can oh, guarantee you God. that. <laughs> Fucking hell never got to Dracula. <laughs> uh, I, honestly, I'd I'd feel like uh mm-hmm. like a like a baby calf, you know, in front of like <laughs> you know uh in front of a firing squad because mm-hmm. that game was just tough it was it was very tough yeah. and i think i don't know if like castlevania has like you know a, a reputation for being tough but fucking not easy not easy at all and things that i do remember is having like the little beasties that like fly in like this up and down wave like pattern and they fly fucking fast and they're hard to hit with a whip they yeah. just are and you get hit and your guy like does like the double dragon like bounce back five feet so if you're jumping from platform to platform one of those guys bumps you it only takes away one health but you're falling off that platform straight to your doom yep that bitch is dead or i should say that belmont is dead that belmont is dead and speaking of belmonts uh this is the family that these games basically center around even to like the modern or the more modern ones it's always always involving a belmont or at least a descendant of the Belmonts whose last name may be changed, but it is specifically mentioned that they are going to be descendants of a Belmont. Uh, When it comes to the Castlevania TV show, it's actually not modeled after the first Castlevania game, but the third called Dracula's Curse, which they did take some artistic liberty with uh, from, from the original game. One of them was definitely Dracula himself. So, Mark, you've you've seen the series, right? Or at least most of it. Yeah, I, so far I'm only uh, I've only watched up to the end of season three. Okay, which <laughs> honestly, like again, that's most of it. Like seasons <laughs> one and two and three. There's only four seasons of it. It does it does end uh, sadly least, after four. 
I always do it to people where they're, they're like, it's like, hey, how many seasons of this show have you, or how much of this show have you watched? And I, if I know the exact episode mm-hmm. count, I'll be like, it's like, yeah, I'm only up to like 128 episodes. <laughs> like, that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing, man. Yeah. Yeah, right. but I, I haven't seen that finale yet, man. So don't. Yeah, I'll get there though. Don't you ruin that for me? <laughs> yeah, I've watched I watched three seasons mm-hmm. of the show, um, and mostly because we talked about covering it, and I'm like, "Got you some I need, homework." I need, to, yeah, I gotta I gotta put my nose at the grindstone. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I watched mm-hmm. I watched through three seasons of it. Yeah. Well, we get to we get to Dracula. Uh, he is. He's not the first character we see in the show, but he is there very, very early. And the show's uh, main producer, and I'm I'm probably get this wrong. I know he is, I believe he's, uh, I believe he's Indian, and I don't know like what part of India, but it's uh, Adi Shankar mm-hmm. is the yep. executive producer of the show, and basically his idea of Dracula is different than we get in the original video game. Uh, have you, I, uh, when I say original game, I mean Dracula's Curse, what, what the series is based off of. So, have you ever have you ever played Castlevania Three? No, actually, I have life? not. I would love to know okay. a little bit more about this curse. So, this is how it opens up. You get this nice this nice crawl. It says during the 15th century Europe, there lived a person named Dracula, a person. Not a vampire, but a person named Dracula. He practiced sorcery in order to create a bad world filled with evil. So he's making pop music? Yeah, pop music the whole way oh around. God. And a splash of ska. Mm. And he began taking over the continent of Europe, changing the countries from good to bad. Changing them from good to bad. Good to bad. Yep. So, <laughs> which... I'm guessing this was like someone was translating this from the original Japanese game <laughs> and they're like, fucking hell. Like it's late. I've been at this for a long time. Let's just throw something out there. But basically the Dracula we get in this game is a villain for the sake of being a villain. <laughs> he is a bad guy just because he wants to fill the world with evil and turn the good people bad. That's, that's his literal aim in this entire video game. Just make the bad people. Just make the good people bad. That's all. But, but that, that, that's so subjective, you know. I know, like, right? Like he, is he just like? Are these people suddenly like you know just getting tattoos and piercings, or are they like kicking kittens and you know not signaling when they merge lanes? Like what? What? The, what's what's bad mean? We don't know. We don't know. But looking off of that, we had our our executive producer Addy here knew that it had to be changed. He, if you went with that. Dracula was going to be some cartoony villain, but he said he thinks it's very important to get across that villains in a story are really the heroes of their own narrative. And that's the Dracula that we get in the anime because spoiler alert ahead. If you haven't gotten through the first episode of this yet, the church does kill Dracula's wife. That is rough is a rough start and then not even they kill it that's not like oh hey you uh you rob someone and we have to carry out the law i hate it this is the rules we don't make them we're just we just work here ma'am we just work here it's not that it is very much you're making healthy people you're making sick people healthy 
and you're not doing it through prayer, you must be a witch. And they burn her. This makes mm. Dracula quite mad. And he vows his revenge, not just on the church, but all of humanity, for they have wronged him by taking his wife. Um, so you get this idea that Dracula is is crazed, he is angry, but he's ah, he's got decent motivation this time. I'm not gonna say justified. You know, maybe it, it was justified if maybe you just killed the bishop that did this. Like that would make sense to me, but he's like, nah, man, all the humans gotta go. Just have to be gone. Yeah. Yeah. And and mm -hmm. I mean they, they definitely don't skimp on the violence in getting there no. because uh our our friend Adi, of course, Joe. Mm-hmm. You know who he's an executive producer for, right? Oh, Game of Thrones. Was dread. it? Dread. Oh, my God. He was a dread. Even better. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Oh, I just, I mean, dude, I just went from 6 p.m. to midnight off that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and it's the truth, though. I mean, uh, that was one of the first things that I noticed. I mean, when you're when you're watching anime, you're expecting, you know, violence to be over the top. Okay? Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's just, okay, it's fine. Things move fast. Mm -hmm. Bones break. Blood's everywhere. This is like Tarantino does anime. Huge. Yeah. I believe uh, Adi actually says the series is violent as fuck in a quote. Right. No other way to, uh, mm -hmm. to, to describe it because, I mean, you know, when t people are taking bites out of things, there's just blood gushing all over. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, yeah, it is it is brutal violence, which I think actually what kind of pulled me in. I mean, I'm not a you know me. I'm not a, an anime first kind of guy. No. That you are not. Yeah. And and I think that's what is a very big draw for people here. Like you're gonna be surprised by just how how metal <laughs> this series is. <laughs> um sorry to distract from what you mentioned about you know Dracula's war on on humanity here. No, 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 no. This um, is this is the perfect I mean, his war on humanity is pretty metal. <laughs> when yeah. you, I mean that what he uh, especially when you figure out like exactly how he raises like his army uh and it's through two humans who are called forge masters which is a very deceptive title it really is i mean yeah i mean hey. I, I think that's where the beauty of the term is right it's uh you think forge master you think of a dwarven dude with like a three-foot beard you know just mm -hmm. hammering until the, the late, you know late hours of the night but well, I guess they're probably still up late. I'm not sure. They probably get their eight hours, Joe. Being a forge oh, master easily. is not a... Yeah. That's, that's I mean, a... it's probably a union job at the very least. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, that thing's got to be union. Hey, uh, hey, Drac. <laughs> I got my uh, got my 15 here. Uh, <laughs> got to punch out for the day. Yeah. Or, you're, or you're paying me double. And, and Dracula, of course, you know, he's wearing a pair of overalls. He's just like, you know what? Can't touch it. I respect rules it. Rules. Yep. <laughs> you get on so, your break. Yeah. So we have this change and shift from the video game of a villain for the sake of being a villain to a man who is like they don't they don't mince words in this. Like when when we're first introduced to Dracula, and he knows exactly what he is when we first see him too. He's like, no, I'm Dracula, Vlad Dracula, motherfucking Tepish. I'm not a good person. He is. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we're led to believe that in marrying a human woman, mm -hmm. that he is gaining 
some or at least he's the the we're moving one stone from like evil asshole to the other side of the scale to he's beginning to understand yes and, and even if it's not a full tilt yet like it's it's a little bit starting to shift mm-hmm. and so i i think what what was hard for me coming into this and it's not that i didn't like this it was just like it's hard to to watch is that you're like at first you may not even want to hate dracula no yeah like you you see this Mm -hmm. dude that you've seen depicted in so many other media types and like and you're used to him just being evil and hating humanity and Mm -hmm. and there's all these myriad of reasons but in this one yeah dracula feels like he shouldn't be the bad guy at first yeah completely yeah, I mean, like that. That's 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 what my takeaway was. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, so they just 86 his wife. Who, mm-hmm. I mean, from everything I can tell, he seems to like her quite a bit. He did. He was a fan. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 she gets she gets murdered by the church. Um, and the other part of it that I I found interesting was that it seemed like there was some uneven footing with the church and the people of Wallachia, the, mm-hmm. the fictional, you know. European nation, yeah, yeah, we're assuming it is still Europe, Europe. yeah, Mm -hmm. and and so, like, there's like uneven footing between, and I'm going to simplify this for folks that maybe haven't seen this. There's the church, then there's like actual magic users, Mm -hmm. right? And and there's like, uh, there's there's definitely disagreement between the factions and who supports who, but I mean, the church seems to have a little more control, yep, right. So when they're doing these things, at first, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out who I should not be behind. Mm-hmm. And I was actually more behind the magic users in the church or uh, magic users in Dracula than I was yeah. the church. Absolutely. And especially like the line that really cements that for me is the scene where Dracula confronts the, the bishop who just burned his wife to death. Yeah. And Dracula appears in a rather dramatic form without him physically being there. And he's like saying like, why would you do this? Like she did nothing wrong. She's a doctor. She's trying to help you. How horrible. And they basically say that Dracula is the devil and the devil is like a liar and he's not real. And this is all just a vision. And Dracula fires back with you kill my wife. And then you go ahead and say, don't even exist. What is wrong with you people? (laughs) Oh my God. And he's like, yeah, these guys are assholes. Fuck them. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, how big of a slap in the face is that? Seriously. They burn your wife to the stake. They take everything from you. And then they just claim that you are a figment of their imagination. Yeah, they're not, they're not, uh, they're not gonna get a Christmas card. No, behaving that definitely way. not a Christmas card. No, not at all. But so then. To move our narrative forward, we start meeting some of these other players in our world here. Like you'd mentioned, a group of magic users. Um, They show up, I think, in the second or third episode. um, And they're called the Speakers. Yes, Which is interesting. This is another deviation uh, that uh, our showrunners and writers took from the original series. Because the speaker that we are going to be with the most, uh, Saifa... uh, Belnades is in the original uh, video game. Like the speakers are magic users through the church. So mm. 
they're the same they're basically a kind of like a special forces entity of what's going on but they figured because they have this basically this immediate like polarization where the church is burning dracula's wife to death then then you meet trevor belmont um who is again from this line of belmonts who you find out were excommunicated by the church because basically the church felt that the belmonts were too powerful basically superhuman beings because how are they killing these monsters and vampires and they're not like they're not god or they're not the church themselves they must be something else so the family gets kicked out of the church so they thought like because of the relationship um that Sypha and Trevor would have that the fact that they just you know even get along would be odd if she was a member of the church I mean it makes sense mm -hmm. I mean with that with the narrative that they were painting here I mean when when you come to find out that the the Belmonts weren't like supernatural beings they're really they really just had the University of Phoenix dedicated to vampire killing very true. in their house mm -hmm. I mean they they, they credit themselves which <laughs> at least to their credit they did a good job at accrediting themselves. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You, you could go somewhere with a Belmont degree. Well, and I, I think that was what uh, they did a good job of with Castlevania, because like you've mentioned, we've we've got some different uh, elements of it, even mm -hmm. though there's some familiarity with, with ties to the game. Um, but for me, it had been a while since I had even really played much Castlevania. The only things mm -hmm. I really knew was that, yep, Dracula's usually the bad guy. Yep. And then Alucard, which is just Dracula, but backwards. Backwards. That's his son. That's his son. He's like, in there. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I got that part figured out. I remember that stuff. Um, but it, I think what was nice about this was that, um, yeah, the Belmonts were largely gone. Mm -hmm. And and so when you're introduced to this emerging hellscape, it's not a hellscape yet, but like. Not yet. It's getting it's, there. It's getting there. It's getting Soon. There. <laughs> yeah. It's getting there. Mm -hmm. But like, so like, so, you know, when things start going bad and then the like you see that the belmont line is still still there mm -hmm. you know you're like wow so much bad shit's already happened mm -hmm. and the belmonts are kind of a wild card yep so for me this is a, this is a tonal uh choice from the show that i actually really enjoyed just as much as i i, I kind of had an issue with was mm -hmm. this show um if you've ever done weight training where they have like a half sphere on a board okay it's mm -hmm. a it's a workout piece that you use to build your ankle strength okay and the whole point of it is that it never is truly balanced it keeps moving back and forth you mm -hmm. have to provide the balance right that's what this show feels like because of its its score and its music like you never feel like you could ever be comfortable watching this show mm -hmm. like there's there's something that's just something bad's gonna happen or it's just meant to keep you like uneasy yep. the entire time. I mean, that's that's what I got. I was just mm -hmm. watching it, you know. Um, I I went into it fresh. I had no idea what to expect, and I'm just listening to the music, and I'm like, man, like I, I'm liking I'm liking the show, mm -hmm. but I'm also not liking the show because of the uneasiness. Like, yeah, oh my you're God. on edge. Like, <laughs> fucking anything could happen. Like. <laughs> They could be walking down a hallway and some asshole around the corner and like smack him with a big stone hammer. Oh, dude. Like it, anything. It's at mm -hmm. any time. It, it really, and I, and I, I've got to tip my hat to them on that because, mm -hmm. 
even when you're you're first introduced to uh, to Trevor Belmont, you know he's mm-hmm. he's basically a drunk in a bar, and yep, and within moments they find out he's a Belmont. Yep, they see like, they right see away, his, they see the yeah. crest. You're like, oh, yeah. It, it's basically like think of like the equivalent of fucking um uh I think of like um Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, he must be royalty. How do you know? He's the only one not covered in shit. Yes, it's yes. because Belmont's clothes are nice, more or less. I, he's got nice clothes. He's got a he's got a noticeable crest. But on that note, giant bag of money. But giant big old bag of money. Like yeah. no one has that in those parts yeah. of Eastern Europe. But <laughs> um, when you look at Trevor Belmont and the rest of like this, the uh, the characters in the show, one well casted, well voice acted, because the mm. man who voices our Belmont here, none other than the king under the mountain himself, Richard yes. Armitage, Thorin. Yes. Yeah. Thorin Oakenshield himself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the uh, the voice that he uses for Trevor is just so, I think it's fucking fun. It's this gravelly, lays on fair. Yeah. Basically, if Batman was drunk and didn't give a fuck, that's Trevor Belmont's voice. I, I was going to say, if if you took um, Din Jaren. The Mandalorian, okay. mm-hmm. and and you maybe gave him, you know, some muscle relaxers, <laughs> you know, like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's Trevor Belmont to me. Mm-hmm. You know, he he's he's a yeah. I think I think the voice cast is is a very uh, big part of this. I mean, I know that's obvious because it's it's animation, and yeah. you need to have a solid voice voice cast. But but they really do, man. Um, I, I thought that uh, that Armitage was was great, and it actually mm-hmm. took me a little bit to realize it was him at first. Yep, um, because of the fact that his voice is a little bit different than what um, than what I I've been able to recognize him as. Mm-hmm. But um, I, what I actually really liked about this was Peter Stormare. Uh, P- Peter Stormare is like if if you've ever seen an action movie from. Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's say from oh, pretty much the, yeah. the early '90s until the mid 2000s, he was probably going to be in it. Yeah. You know? Or if maybe um, you didn't want to close your eyes, you didn't want to fall asleep because you didn't want to miss a thing. Yes. Because yes. the world was going to end, and there was a crazy Russian on a space station who was going to help you prevent that from happening. Precisely. Or maybe, maybe you had a deal to make with the devil, and your uh, yeah. name is John Constantine. I was going to say you got so you get many Peter Stormare. As so many options so many and his character god brandon here is uh is a vampire viking yeah holy fuck is he fun fun character like i feel like we're supposed to hate him more than we do more than we do because i don't hate him (laughs) well and that's that's so that's a that's definitely something we should bring up before we even get into the animation because Mm -hmm. we will we can spend some time there I do want to talk about the fact that when you mention they're not evil for the sake of being evil, there is much more political flair here than anything else. Mm-hmm. Because you quickly find out that once again, vampires aren't just here to dominate humanity. Like they're they're actually fighting more with themselves. Yep. Than anything. Completely, especially when you get into season four. That's really brought up heavily with Carmilla, um, exactly what she's had to fight for to get her kingdom and what to fight for after she's had it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, 
Yeah, that, that's what I really took away from it, which I think even kind of knocked me off balance, you know, not just from the horror aspect, but then then looking at the political intrigue of what's happening mm-hmm. here. Uh, so we mentioned, you know, uh, some of the, the high ranking vampires. Yeah, they seem to be all kind of vying for power. But but really, the the core focus here is this mm-hmm. this war within Dracula himself. Yep. And I took some I, I had a hard time following this okay because dracula is is like we mentioned he's not far from being pretty much a good guy yeah like <laughs> you could you could like plop a feather on the scale and he'd be like oh, okay never mind i i went too far guys i'm gonna make this right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like we we're mm-hmm. we we're on the cusp of that and instead what we end up getting is yes it's it's a hellscape, and what I absolutely love about this, um, this is so what I compare it to Joe. There's this indie game uh, called Ex Mortis. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever heard of it. I have um, not heard of that one. Okay, it starts off. Ex Mortis is a flash based game that came out, I think, something like 15, 20 years ago. Okay, the only thing that you need to take away from this is that this this portal on Earth opens up. Okay, and the the whole reason why we know it's occurring is because the sky turns red in the distance. Mm-hmm. And the closer it gets to the screen, the closer we know that shit's about to happen. Like, like the demons are getting closer to you. Oh, yeah. So that, that same vibe is kind of what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Once Dracula, like, yep, I am dedicated to just hell on earth. Here we go. And I'm not saying the tone of the, the show is like not there yet. But I mean, once he turns that switch on, like, holy fuck. I mean, they're they're. I mean, kids are getting ripped into shreds. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, everybody is just getting destroyed. There's people in half. I mean, thirds, fifths, they're just all over the ground. I mean, j- the body count, as soon as he turns that switch on, was immense. Yep. I mean, I I was not expecting it. No, it was it was some first blood <laughs> shit going on there. <laughs> it's rough it is rough yeah, holy fuck and yeah like even seeing like the things that are summoned uh on his behalf like the night creature that the first night creature you see that can talk that thing was creepy to me it yeah. is like this imagine like classic looking werewolf not wolfman werewolf he's got the full snout huge yeah. fangs huge like like back and chest area and then really thin waist long gangly limbs except part of his part of his torso is just exposed bone Mm -hmm. he has i think six eyes his fangs glow and he can speak like fluently and the conversation he has with the bishop um in that show before he before he kills him holy crap just creepy like just like that's some it's some chilly shit that goes on with that and again, all at all at Dracula's will because he is, whew, he just wants to see the world burn. Like he's done. Fuck. He creates mm-hmm. this this absolutely horrific army. Mm-hmm. Yet he's sitting there, elbow on, on his on his chair, you know, grasping his forehead. Mm-hmm. Like let this end almost. Yep. Like yeah, I, he wants I, it to be over. Yeah, mm-hmm. I. I I, I just it was that's why I think this show does such a, a an excellent job with like never having you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. 
um, because of that. It's 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 some of the things we've mentioned, but then it's also the fact that like the motivations of who should be the worst character in the property. He even doesn't have it figured out. No, he doesn't. And yeah. other things that I think this series does really well. One is the fucking animation itself. Holy mm -hmm. crap, is the series beautiful? Um, they what they try doing is they took um some of the original drawings and artwork for the older games, which was done by uh Ayanami Kojima. She did this beautiful, intricate artwork. Like you would like if you see her work, you'd recognize it instantly. Like it is all of the decorum on Alucard's um like this beautiful black and gold like long coat that he has dracula's cloak that he has she does this beautiful job having this nice flowy picture and everything she does and her shading is brilliant and so they they took that and like okay we can't do that frame by frame because we would die like we can't that, that's just too beautiful so they did their best to like make that tone down for the animation and even then when you look at the animation for this and you think like this is toned down and it's still that good looking Holy crap, it's beautiful. And, and it plays really well into the part of, of uh, just the atmosphere, mm -hmm. right? Because the sun hasn't been out in, in a long time because oh, yeah. we've, we've created this perpetually dark environment. And so mm -hmm. the, the insides of the buildings um, mirror that too. Yep. Right? So you, you end up having these very well-designed interiors. Gothic interiors, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Like everything looks the part, but then... Then when you set the animation on top of that, uh, yeah, you have like just in incredible backdrops mm -hmm. combined with beautiful animation, which is something, once again, was not expecting that. You know, I I've seen plenty of, of anime because of this show, because mm -hmm. of this program. I've watched more anime. <laughs> and so I have seen anime where it's like, yep, you can just tell someone animated a mouth to move quickly so that mm -hmm. people could talk over it versus yep. this was made for a specific purpose yeah. and and i can i can see it i can feel it and and so yeah the i would say the action sequences um do almost feel like a dance in a lot of ways because mm -hmm. they're fluid uh they're they're beautiful to watch yeah um and then when you see how the vampires fight and they like they're it's like the game almost right like yeah. they teleport across the mm -hmm. screens and you you see like the little silhouette of them shoot across like oh it's 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 it is you can so tell there's money good. in it. It there's is money in it. And on top of looking to um, Kojima's uh, uh, artwork for inspiration, uh, the animation studio that made this specifically looked at a few other things for inspiration. Other huge anime titles like uh, Akira and mm -hmm. Ghost in the Shell and Ninja Scroll. They even went a little American. They said they uh, they took some some uh, inspiration from Young Justice. If you mm -hmm. recall that show, it is back. Uh, DC Universe and HBO brought it back from the dead. Um, but another one that, to me, that I could really tell in the action sequences uh, that they took inspiration from this was Cowboy Bebop. See, um, and I, I have very limited... I haven't Bebopped very long, but uh, but I, I can appreciate it because I know how many people love that, that, that mm -hmm. show. So I'm oh. not going to... I can't speak from experience, but I mean... Mm -hmm. Holy hell yeah. I mean, this was, uh, I guess if you're, if you're like dipping your toe into anime and you started here mm -hmm. and then somebody showed you like lower quality produced anime, 
you might be sticking your your nose up a little bit because i mean holy shit this was a high bar Mm -hmm. huge bar to set um and again like it's in that to me it's that same realm as bebop where it is basically a gateway it's like if you can't enjoy this maybe you should just kind of steer clear of anime (laughs) because if this stuff doesn't work the mountain of work out there and just how far out there anime can get which get don't get me wrong i like anime but shit some of it is it is hard to get through so if you can't get through these two maybe anime is not your shtick um but well and 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 that's i think that's something about this that um is a little bit more layered than a lot of other anime that i've watched you know i've watched plenty of anime where it's just person fights person and Mm -hmm. you know uh good fights evil and there's you know there's some very fast-paced music that plays right yep um in this as we've kind of alluded to a couple times yes there are good and bad forces at play here i after having watched what i've seen so far Mm -hmm. um so far, the only people that I really, truly didn't care for in this show, it was the church, because yep. they, like you mentioned, they, they caused everything, yet blamed it on the Belmonts. Completely. Yeah. <laughs> the Belmonts yeah. and the speakers. And the speakers. Uh, that, that happens right away in, uh, when you first meet the speakers, and they're saying, oh, the demons weren't making it to our villages until the speakers showed up. It's like, or... Or they weren't making it there until you burned Dracula's wife at the stake. Uh, well, and, and that's kind of the question I that I had walking mm-hmm. through this this journey of the show so far was that, you know, who who truly is evil if it's really just politics at this mm-hmm. point? And I, I guess we've talked about the the Forge Masters a little bit here. Yep. Um, I thought that's really where the true battle kind of was. Mm-hmm. Because we're introduced to to two of these forge masters, right? Yep. One is like gung ho, what he thinks Dracula stands for. Mm-hmm. The other one is kind of like I'm an independent voter. I could go either way. Yep. I just don't want to get not on. Okay. So, so <laughs> I'll yep. create. Yeah, I'll create. I just want to. I just want to bring dead animals back to life so they can be my pets. Yeah. That's yeah. that. That's what he's going for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and that's. And and that's really where I think the mm-hmm. uh, the the real struggle was in this series, mm-hmm. because you, you have I'm, I'm sorry, I, I've only seen it like the one time, of course. Mm-hmm. So I've forgotten the names of the Forge Masters at this point. Uh, um, Isaac is the true believer. He okay. is the one who truly believes in Dracula and what Dracula stands for because of because of Drow you do get backstory on both of these forge masters and Isaac's is definitely the more tragic of the two. So Dracula saves him really from the life that he was living. And when Isaac sees that this is not one, not only like in the beauty that this man actually, this is the first per this is the first being that's ever cared for him at all. Isaac was discarded in his youth by his parents, by the people who eventually would come to own him everything like he would try to do nice things for people and just completely get fucking shit on for it and dracula was the first person who rewarded him for the deeds that he was doing and so he has respect for him for that but then there's also 
he sees like the knowledge of the ages that Dracula has that Dracula himself is not just a being of wrath, but he is intelligent. He is, he's more than what anyone gives him credit for. And Isaac sees that and respects it. He sees it and respects it. But the part that I always was struggling with here was Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, okay. I understand that these two, obviously they've got, they're, they're they're friends, you know, Mm -hmm. they they can have beers. You can call them up late at night and he'll pick up. They will. But you can see Dracula is like, he he's checked out. Yeah. Like he's, he started this war with humanity Mm -hmm. and he's like, you know, bro, I just want to sleep and watch, you know, watch Netflix. Like I I don't want to, and then no pun intended, it's on Netflix, (laughs) but (laughs) not a sponsor, but like, seriously, like that's the part that I was watching and going, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, it's clear to me that the other vampires are getting this. Mm -hmm. But Isaac is like, not no. he's not getting it at all yeah and and so his his sense of dedication to who he thought vlad was mm-hmm. continues past unfortunately his uh spoiler alert past his time on this show because yep we do lose dracula don't we yeah we do um and i mean i was just gonna say that the show doesn't stick with dracula it cycles back around to him yeah so even when Dracula, when Dracula's, which again, he is a major story arc through the basically the first two seasons, because he yeah. he makes it uh, before before his arc is done. Like season two only has like an episode left after after Dracula's story is done. But yeah, and honestly, we've been talking a lot of the Dracula arc of this, but I don't think that's even the best part of the show. Like seasons three and four, I think are the best part of Castlevania. Um, and it is again, you're going beyond the original story you're the uh, that the video game set up because the video game ends with you beating Dracula and then mm-hmm. it's just done. But here we carry on beyond that initial struggle with Dracula. And now we see a world with Dracula removed from it. Yeah. I'm not gonna say how he's removed. He's just removed from the picture. so you you have um other vampires struggling for power in it. You yeah. have what does Alucard do now that he um this was a huge this was a huge thing for him was uh defeating his father. And he, he reminds me of Tarantino when it says, like, you know, here I am on my day off and I'm excited, and then it shows him just standing around different rooms in the house. Like that's yep. what that's what <laughs> that's, that's what he does at first. That's what he does, yeah. He's just hanging out, he makes <laughs> little dolls of Trevor and um and Saifa, and he's talking for them, and it's yep. hilarious. Like this initial Alucard hanging out by himself, it's like, yeah, this is a guy who has a big house all to himself. It almost reminds you of like Garden State. Oh, where yeah, he's yeah. driving like his golf cart around his massive mansion yeah. to get yeah. from one place to the next. Yeah, and that's yeah, what he's well, doing. He, well, he, out there. He's legit teleporting around the 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 plot, like the mm-hmm. where, where where the castle ends up being. Yeah, and and he's just he, he's just uh, speeding around it. And I mean, he finds hunters eventually who are trying to catch up with him and all that. But like, mm-hmm. but yeah, he's he's like legit exploring the space. Like he's just checking out the castle. And mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah, that was that was such a uh, an unexpected turn. <laughs> Yep. I, I was really hoping that we would go one. 
I mean, it, it can't because it's, it's again, the music is too beautiful to do this, but I was really hoping we go like a full on um, Green Day moment where Alucard should be like, I was alone. I was all by myself. No one was looking. <laughs> <laughs> He's just this weird bachelor weirdness that is Alucard for the first part of it. But it, when I say it's weird, it's not uncomfortably awkward and boring. No, like it's no, no, it's no. it is fun watching him adapt to his new life. Yeah, and it's endearing. It's, it's endearing to see him do that because um, th that's one of the things that th this this property, or at least this this iteration of it, mm -hmm. um, it really it, it does what a lot of uh, vampire lore doesn't do, which is vampires don't have a sense of humanity that's why they're mm -hmm. vampires because yep. they gave that up to become you know this immortal immortal bloodsucker yeah yeah whereas in this case it's like no vampires are still you know thinking relatively emotional mm -hmm. people who yep. i mean well i mean i say people but they're they're, they're dead but but i mean they're they're thinking mm -hmm. they're plotting they're you know they, they they're weighing consequences you know it, yep it's it's so, not it's mm -hmm. not quite the same thing no some of them are fucking killing and making everything into boats because they're <laughs> fucking viking vampires <laughs> i like boats what am i supposed to do i'm a viking oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, i gotta oh. say that the cast of vampires uh mm -hmm. you know they they do kind of come and go pretty quick yeah i mean um but there are some very very notable people playing them though Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, and and so I thought that was really cool that they they managed to call in a lot of favors. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so I mean, I was trying to pick out like Malcolm McDowell right away. Like he was yep. the one I wanted to look for because I mean, come on, guys, got one of those recognizable voices oh, in... easily. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, even Dracula himself, um, the voice actor there, I didn't recognize him by name. I recognized him when he screamed. And I'm like, that motherfucker is an Uncharted. Ooh. He's he's the main villain of Uncharted 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yep. Wow. Crazy okay. ass Russian war criminal. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I know that guy. I beat him to Shambhala. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, when you look at like again the, the supporting cast of just voices here, you've got Jason Isaacs of yeah. again harry potter fame he was uh fucking malfoy himself not yeah. not draco but papa malfoy yeah um lucius lucius malfoy uh he is in star trek discovery uh he's also that son of a bitch who rides a horse into a church in the patriot oh yeah yeah, yeah. tavington mm -hmm. damn him damn that man yes. <laughs> um other than that in season four you do meet a ship captain who is voiced by Lance Reddick of John Wick fame. He's wow. the guy who operates the front desk and also is just kind of a badass in John Wick. That's right. Yeah, it's two. In, it's in the second. Oh, hold on. Second or third. I think it's. Fuck. I'm trying to remember it now. I, mm, It's killing me. But basically where John Wick and, and Lance Reddick's character have to defend the castle again, not the castle, defend uh, the continental yeah. against other things. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah badass. And then uh, Dracula's wife, Lisa Tepish, is voiced by Emily Swallow, yeah. who is the darkness from uh, 
uh, Supernatural, and yeah. is uh, I forget her official title in Mandalorian. Is she the forge? Is she the forge master of the Mandalorian? Uh, I yeah, I I'm I'm trying to the armorer. Is that what her she's armorer? Called, that's armorer? what it is. Yeah. Maybe the armorer. Yeah, but yeah. she is the head of not coven or sect, but she's the head of the group of Mandalorians that that Mando is a part of. She's yeah. his boss, and we see her do some do some stormtroopers really dirty with a couple of hammers uh, yeah. in season one with that, and then of course. The man who I first uh, hung out with in Underworld, good old Bill. I said Nile wrong. I said Nile, and that's not right. It's Nye. Yeah, there's no L. Nye. No, it's there. okay. Bill I, doubt, I doubt he's like. I mean, there's there's a chance he could be listening and like shaking his fist. You know. I hope so because just for the fact that I know I've made <laughs> Bill Nye shake his fist at me, that's <laughs> that's enough for me. Like I would like his respect, but I've if I've gained his anger. I will yeah. take that. <laughs> just, just see him in front of a fireplace, you know. Was, they just did not. not uh, yeah. But so he is, uh, he is St. Germain in this, who is, I, one, I love St. Germain just for the fact of his, like his, the way he's written and the lines he delivers. He just basically writes everyone off as beneath him. He uh, references something to be, he references toilet paper to the judge in one scene. Yeah. Uh, it's like, oh, it's it's toilet paper. It's Chinese. You should fucking look into it because you're disgusting. And then walks away <laughs> <laughs> from him. What? Oh. Okay. So that's another good point about this series that we've, we've talked about a little bit too. Mm -hmm. There are so many different personalities at play in this universe. And not all of them are like, you know, high moral fiber. No. But they they also seemingly all have this sense of humor mm -hmm. that remains believable somehow. Yeah. And I don't know how you manage to contain that and streamline it across all these different actors and actresses mm -hmm. that are involved because they really do all kind of take this on in different ways. Um, when you mentioned Lance Reddick, when you first meet him as the captain, mm -hmm. like like he's almost like tongue-in-cheek talking yeah. uh to uh, uh to isaac. isaac yeah yeah mm -hmm. and and it's almost like it's like this guy's a pirate you know and he's seen a lot of shit so to him he's like well i mean i could go in any time i don't really care yeah but like mm -hmm. but he's having the kind of banter with isaac that you would have with a friend where you've tested them enough to know that you can get away with the shit you're saying exactly and that is i mean grad yeah you may be a pirate captain but this guy has like an undead army like right behind him that legit is legit he says legit undead army behind him and this guy's just like yeah hey, yep. fuck whatever i'm gonna call you an idiot when you're an idiot yep he's got the army behind him like fucking billy zane backing up zoolander <laughs> and i and they're terrifying to look at i'm like mm -hmm. dude what are you doing yeah like <laughs> i was afraid and like fucking isaac's gonna kill me through the screen because of what you're saying like yeah. what the hell man once and, again uh, uneasiness yeah, completely and then even like you look at the judge um who jason isaacs was playing and have you gotten to the judge yet? No, uh, no, 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 not quite. Okay. Not, not quite. No, I tried to remember if he came in towards the tail end of season three or if he's, if he's mostly season four, but he is another character that you meet. You really enjoy watching him unfold. And again, like you said, like they're, they're all, all these characters are layered so well where you can tell that the judge has pretty high moral fiber, but it is his own morality because not giving it away 
the judge does have some pretty dark shit going on that you might not suspect right away. Or you may think that maybe he's just a pompous ass. He's got something a lot worse going on that you will mm. figure out as the series goes. So if you haven't reached the judge yet, look forward to that part of the story arc. And you first meet him because of the adventures of Belnades and Belmont. Mm. Uh, Belmont doesn't yeah. get top billing or first billing because he's the one uh, driving the wagon. <laughs> but uh yeah basically so while alucard is now all by himself in the castle these two are going out and adventuring and slaying monsters and saving people uh you know the family business and you knew the kids so, were gonna get together too at oh you point. knew they were yeah they really they really cranked that up quite a bit you know like because mm -hmm. in the the just the gravity of the first two seasons which let me say i was concerned mm -hmm. that it was going to be hard to move past just that epic of of like you know dracula fighting yep. alucard and like the, mm -hmm. the struggle of the family even before you know his wife is murdered and everything like i thought that was way too much shoe to fill for a show mm -hmm. that that early on um but they like you've mentioned some of these new relationships that kind of come out of it in in season three um and then yeah like belnades or belnades and belmont like yeah mm -hmm. it's 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 fun to watch it's it compelling is. it, it, mm -hmm. it somehow takes this like absolutely cranked up to 11 despair. Mm -hmm. And now, now we can actually, you know, it's like, Hey, you know, now we're, now we're killing boars again. Yeah. We're, we're a little XP. Yeah. We get to play the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's a complete, it's a complete, a complete shift. Uh, mm -hmm. Even though some of the politics don't, don't exactly change a whole lot, you know, yeah. the rest of the, uh, the rest of the universe. But I mean, at least for a little bit here, we get to, you know, just, I mean, not, not that we didn't get character development earlier on, mm -hmm. but I, I really do feel like the, the plot moves a bit more because of character and not just mm -hmm. because of, you know, violence and, uh, yeah. and this person needs to die because of X, right? Like mm -hmm. it's, it's a little bit different storytelling arc. Absolutely. And that really does come, I want to say come to a head, but like when you are, when you see more of Carmela's backstory, and you get her allies in her home country with Striga, Morana, and Lenore. Like, looking at all of their characters, like, in the short time that we get to hang out with them get developed, like, some of the best part of the series comes after Dracula has left us. Um, but yeah, speaking of things leaving us, the show did get canceled. And it was for a couple of reasons. The biggest one being is that it's basically, if you're unaware, Netflix basically has a formula. When a show hits four episodes or around, I'm sorry, four seasons, around 30 episodes, they tend to just get rid of it. Unless it's like, you know, your Great British Baking Show, because that's, everyone's <laughs> going to fucking watch that for forever. And that's not me <laughs> lamenting about it. I fucking love the Great British Baking Show. I'm going to watch yeah. it forever. But uh, that seems to happen. Like their, their idea is we need to have content that doesn't keep people around but brings in new people too mm -hmm. and if you haven't been watching the show when it hits its fourth season yet you're probably not going to start so that's why shows tend to disappear around that mark um other one another reason why i went was because of one of the writers um the lead writer who was on this uh who is a prominent comic book writer warren ellis had quite a few complaints of sexual harassment and misconduct um Wow. Over the years, I think it was, I think it was over over sixty 
cases brought against him. So between that and again, like we just hit season four, I think we're going to be done here. Uh, but despite that, we hit the uh, we hit basically the mark where Netflix calls calls it a day on a series. There is going to be a spinoff. Well, I mean that's that's encouraging at least. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I I actually was a little confused about looking at the year of Castlevania, like when it released and then the seasons, because we I didn't look this far into it yet. And I was wondering, like, is this one of those things where it takes a little bit longer to produce? So we're, you know, there's some time mm-hmm. in between. And so that's that's a little little disappointing. Yeah. Um but but I guess it is kind of nice that there is a spinoff because mm-hmm. um, just because of the fact that these are immortal entities, uh, mm-hmm. there's there's a little more runway you could explore with origins yep. and all that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I'm not as as disappointed as I would say with like a Firefly or a yeah, you know, almost human mm-hmm. where you got one little taste of it and then it's gone. That's true. You know, and I guess also what's nice is you do get closure for your three main characters with Alucard, Trevor and um, Saifa. Like you do have some closure there. It's like, yep, I am comfortable with the story with these characters being done. And Orson Welles, I mean, you can go off of what he said is like, you know, if you want a happy ending, it all just depends on where you stop telling your story. And while you could certainly have more things happen, with these three, I think this is a good place to stop telling their story. And we're going to jump further ahead in, in Earth's timeline to where it's just time for the bourgeoisie, the French aristocracy to come down. And we're going into the French Revolution with Richter Belmont. And that's the series that we're going to be getting next. You know, I'm, I'm not uh, upset about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a, a perfectly interesting backdrop to kind of put things on. Uh, yeah, let's bring it on. I'm ready yeah. for it. I mean, I got to finish here. up the season four, but you yeah. Know. And <laughs> spoiler alert, uh, for those who you've never played a Castlevania game, Dracula's pretty much always the fucking bad guy at the very end. So I'm guessing the villain of this story is probably Dracula. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing he farms it out <laughs> to somebody else. I mean, you know? I mean, given what they did with the series so far, I think it makes sense. It'd be nice to have Dracula like, you know what? Someone else be the asshole this time. I mean, I mean, seriously, though, if you yeah. if you look at it, that's that is both the the reason, I think, for a lot of the issues in this show. And. You know, also, the reason why we even had four seasons was because of that fact, mm-hmm. like Dracula's not doing anything anymore. He's supposedly this bastion of evil. Yep. But he's he's almost not a bad guy. No, he kind of like I was living alone in my baller house in the woods, unbothered, and then motherfuckers had to wake up one morning and choose violence. Yeah, seriously, man. Mm-hmm. It's it's like it's like Gran Torino, but with, with Dracula. Yeah. Like, come on, <laughs> get off my lawn. Yep, he's just sitting there <laughs> with his fucking hose. so joe is is there really even a a curse of dracula because he really just feels like how i do on a friday i just got out of work and then someone decides they want to visit me for the weekend like 
It's just a thin line between losing your mind. Maybe that's the curse. It's not that Dracula has cursed us. It's we're just kind of constantly cursing Dracula with our existence. Wow. So basically, Dracula just looks at the people of Wallachia and he's like, I'm sorry I burdened you with my friendship. <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. He's like, I was just trying to be in my damn castle alone for once. <laughs> you people can't leave me alone. And I even take a break. I will leave and come back every hundred years thinking maybe it'll be fine. Nope. Mistake every time. That's why he moves the castle. Yeah, he's just trying to get away. Yeah. <laughs> well, we hope you enjoyed this exploration into the Netflix series Castlevania. If you're one of the too long didn't read folks, uh, we just couldn't quite wrap our head around how Dracula was actually the bad guy in some ways. So, yeah, yeah I think yeah. he's kind of the bigger victim of the story here. But I digress. This is for you to watch and you to make a judge for yourself. Yeah, and that's why the comment section is there. Feel free to duke it out and let us know what you think. Maybe we got it wrong. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, it would not be the first time. We, No one's ever accused, I think, me of being a genius. I don't know about Mark. But <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, at the at the very least, Castlevania is a, is a great story. And... Mm -hmm. Speaking of someone who tells the greatest stories, we're going to be joined next week by an incredibly awesome guest. You may know him as Mark from The Room. He throws a football, a mean football. A very mean football. And sometimes he's even wearing fingerless gloves in the park throwing a mean football. Mm. Or, or he's having a conversation in his car using a cordless house phone <laughs> yes that's right we are joined by greg sestero author of the disaster artist star of the room best friends and yeah i mean i i still can't believe that we had the chance to talk with them i know obviously you couldn't make it joe but mm -hmm. chelsea and i were were more than happy to sit down with, with the legend <laughs> yeah i am i'm definitely saddened that i didn't get a chance to uh to talk with him but who knows? Maybe our paths will cross again. But if they don't, you should definitely listen to this one time. We definitely talked to them. Yeah, it's it's honestly, uh, it's it's really kind of surreal in a lot of ways. I mean, and I, I talk about this a little bit, how I met uh, Greg years ago. Um, but it's it was really fun to kind of hear what he's up to. And we don't want to blow too much of the conversation here for you. Um, but ahead of next week, we do want to let you know that uh, Greg's actually got a new project called Miracle Valley, which will be in theaters uh, next year. So stay tuned for that. We talk a little bit about it. But yeah, dude, it's it's a, it's an absolute great time with with someone from one of my favorite movies. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, looking forward to it. We can't wait to show everybody, or rather, yep. have you have you listen in. Yeah, so definitely tune in to the main episode next week, and maybe we'll figure out how many times we went back and forth across the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> or maybe we won't, but the way to figure out is to keep on dissecting. <laughs>